this is Pastor Crump of the Door Faith Christian Church. I want to thank you, first of all, for enjoying this time with us in the Word. Uh, we know this is times that we're going through, but we got the Word. Amen. You want to make sure you let somebody know uh, that we got the Word. So if you'd like to contact somebody, let them know. Tune in. Because the next hour, you're going to be able to receive the Word of the living God. While you're there, get your Bibles. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And we're going to be dealing with verse 1 through verse 5 and then verse 10. And then after that, we're going to get into the message for today. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 1 through 5 and verse number 10. Amen. Then we're going to get into the Word of God for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm going to be reading that now. Uh, get your Bible if you're at home watching us on television. Uh, get your Bible, follow us along. Write down these scriptures uh, that we have, and you can be able to follow the Word of God with us. Amen. This is not something that we are making up. This is really the Word of God. Amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 2, verse 1 through 5 says, And I, brethren, uh, when I came, I came not with excellency of speech of wisdom, Declare unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul saying to the church at Corinth, I was with you in weakness, I was with you in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit. Why, Paul, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then in verse number 10, Paul talked about God had revealed his, the word to him. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10, now we have received not the spirit of the world, I'm sorry, but verse 10 said, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. But God has revealed them unto us by Spirit. So Paul is letting us know that God had revealed the word of the Lord to him by his Spirit. Now that's our series. In our series, we are dealing with the revealed word. The revealed word. Now, after that, we're going to get into our subject. We're going to pray. We're going to go to something that we are talking about because we're entering into another uh, part of a series. <coughs> Excuse me. We're entering into another part of our series. We're going to volume number four. So we've been talking about vision. The vision is finished. All these things on your podcast. The vision has been fulfilled. The vision has been accomplished. Now, when God talked about vision, we showed you last week that he's talking about Christ. Remember, Jesus says, search the scripture. In them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify of me. So now I want to be able to take you into the word of the Lord for today. So, and we're going to go for that to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1 and verse 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1 and verse number 3. It's going to be our reading today because we're getting ready to go into volume 4. Part one and part two today, volume four, part one and part two. Well, 
if you're keeping up, every series is six tapes. So I did six tapes, three series already, 18 tapes. So this will be 19 today, if you was keeping note. Second Thessalonians chapter number uh, one and verse number three, we're going to be reading that together. Verse three says, we are bound to give thanks always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because of your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you toward each other abounded. So that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God, that your patience and faith, in all your persecutions and tribulations, all your persecutions and tribulations, Paul talked about, you endure which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. So we want to remember that word, the righteous judgment of God. Which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which also you suffer. Now Paul is telling the church that they may be counted worthy now, if you understand that, he has to be talking to the Jewish believer. Because in Christ, the Bible told Ephesians chapter 1, in, in Christ, we have been accepted in Christ already. God has accepted us in the beloved. That's Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 6 and 7. Verse 7, he has accepted us in the beloved. We're here. He's got to be talking to the Jewish believer. We know that because when you go back to the 17th chapter of the book of Acts, Paul is preaching in the temple, in the synagogue. Okay, but watch what he's going to say down to them. He says, so that we ourselves, in verse 4, we glory in you in the churches of God. The churches of God. Now remember the apostle Paul was, uh, when God met him on Damascus Road, he was going to the churches of God in Judea. Remember, the churches of God, we're going to show you that a little later, is in Judea. So these were Jewish temples, synagogues, where there was dominant Jewish believers. But that is our point, because when you see that, you have to know what message was preached to them. The message was preached to them was the gospel of the kingdom. The message that's preaching to the body of Christ today is the gospel of Christ. Now, what we want to see today is what happened when they rejected the message. We're going to show you that. Then we're going to go back and show you what happened to the fathers. The fathers, Israel, and then the children of Israel. What happened to the fathers when they rejected God's word? That's why I'm going to deal with the word wrath today. W-R-A-T-H, wrath. Okay? Now, as we read this, then we're going to give you our subject. He says in verse number five, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be, you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. You may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which also you suffer. Seen as a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And the you which are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Now, why am I dealing with this? Because we're in a situation today where people think that the Lord is about to come. Do you see all the things that's happening in the world? Surely the Lord is about to come. 
Can't you see the signs? Can't you? No, 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 no. See, you are, you are in the wrong message. Thessalonians was written to the Jewish believer, and you are trying to take this and make it into the gospel of Christ. What I'm going to show you in the gospel of Christ, Jesus is not coming, Christ is in you. See, they was waiting for Jesus to come. Their salvation was in the name of Jesus. Your salvation is in the blood of Christ, in the cross. Two different things. Let's keep reading. We are in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 6 says, Seeing is a righteous thing to God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flame and fire, taking vengeance on them, two people. Vengeance is taken on. Number one, them that know not God. Don't forget that. We're going to show you that the one that did not know God were the Gentiles. And then it says, and them that obey not the gospel. What gospel? The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the gospel of the kingdom. Then he says, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. That's their punishment. Everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, from the glory of his power. That is their persecution. And then it says in verse 10, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. Who is his saints? The church of God. All right? The body of Christ, then that's the church of God. All right? They are called the saints. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all of them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So we're going to pray. We're going to get right into God's word. And I hope you're ready for the word, okay? Okay, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you now for this word we're about to receive. Now we ask that you administer your grace to us. And we give you all the praise now and all the glory. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. And thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, teach us, and help us to understand this new covenant. In the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. All agree with that prayer, said amen. All right, now what I want to do today, I want to give you my subject because if you notice, I'm going to give you the answer. Why the wrath of God came, past tense, came upon Israel. Why the wrath of God came upon Israel. You know, I, I want to minister this because we are living in a time where you got people looking at things that's going on in our time and they think this is the wrath of God. Well, it could be. But let's find out why the wrath of God came upon Israel. Because of, I'm going to show you three different people. It's going to cause us to really be concerned also. Because first of all, why did this stuff come upon Israel? Why did destruction come upon Israel? Number one, because they rejected the word of the Lord. They rejected the law, if you go back to the fathers. If you go back to the children, they rejected the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus preached three and a half years, and yet they did not believe that he was the son of God. And then he preached after he rose from the dead, the gospel of the kingdom. Matter of fact, we're going to back back and show you that. Let's go back to Acts chapter 1. See, we go back to Acts chapter 1, you're going to see what Jesus preached. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. We're going to show you that Acts chapter 1. Then we're going to go back to the, the gospel of Matthew. 
In Acts chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, The formal treatise I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach, unto the day in which he was taken up, after that through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the epistles, unto the apostles, I'm sorry, whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Being seen of them forty days, watch this, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter number four. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom to all Israel. Matthew chapter number four, we're going to be looking at verse 23. Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went abroad, uh, went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness, all manner of diseases among the people. So Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. Now that's the message that Peter, James, and John preached. Now the way you know that is you go to the end of the gospel of Matthews or the end of the gospel of Mark or the end of the gospel of St. Luke and you'll see what Jesus told them to preach. So we're going to start off at the Gospel of St. Matthews. Let's see what Jesus told Peter, James, and John to preach. Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now here's, here's what he told them to do. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now remember, he's not talking to the body of Christ. Only the apostle Paul preached to the body of Christ. Jesus preached to the Jews, not the Gentiles. So what we do is we take this verse and say, see, that's what God told us to do. No, you're missing it. God, that's what God told them to do. Did you read the letter? Verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw Jesus, they worshiped him, and, but some doubted. Jesus came and spake to them, saying, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Jesus said to them, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Jesus said to them, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said to them, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Jesus did not command you to do nothing. Everything you got came by the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So you, I'm going to show you what he commanded them in 1 John. Just about whatever he commanded them, and Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Now, what did he command them? Let's go look at that. Let's go to 1 John, and let's see what did he command them. 1 John, chapter number 2, uh, chapter 3. Let's go down to 1 John 3. 1 John 3. He says, and this is his commandment. We're going to look at verse 23. 1 John 3, 23. This is what Jesus commanded them. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name. This is Israel, how they were saved. This is what God commanded them to believe, to be saved. This is not your salvation. If you don't believe this, you've been deceived. 
Salvation is only in the cross of Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. All right, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Watch it. And love one another as he gave us commandment. Now, John is writing this to the church, the church of God. Remember, John, Peter, James, and John did not preach to the Gentiles. Peter, James, and John ministry was to the Jewish believer. All right. Now, in verse number 24, watch what he says again. He that keepeth his commandments, because my message is why the wrath of God came upon Israel. They did not keep God's word. Why the wrath of God came upon the children and the fathers of Israel during the days of Moses? They did not keep God's law. See, the whole thing is, they, the word keep means to believe. They did not believe his word. They did not walk in his word. See, they did not live out his word in their lives. All right? Verse 24. He that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby know we that he abided in us because the spirit which he has given to us. He gave them the Holy Spirit also when they kept, because they kept his word. So we have to understand that's his commandment. That's what he commanded them to do. Well, why the wrath of God came upon them? Because they would not keep God's word. They would not keep God's commandment, just like they did and the Father did with the law. God gave them a law, and they did not believe the law nor keep the law, and they died. Now, what I want to do today, I want to take this and, and go back to 2 Thessalonians again, chapter 1, because they did not obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that, that is what we're going to hold on to. We're going to read it one more time. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number uh, 5 says, which is the persecution and tribulation with the endure was a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy. He's talking to the Jewish believer. He cannot be talking to the body of Christ. Why? Because the body of Christ. Listen to what he said to the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. In whom we have redemption. Verse 6, Ephesians 1 and 6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Verse 6, Ephesians 1 and 6. Wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. God has already accepted us in Christ. So when you hear this, in 2 Thessalonians, you have to know it's not the body of Christ. Watch what he says. So we ourselves glory in you, you in the churches of God. The churches of God were dominant Jewish believers. They were not the churches of the Gentiles. All right? So we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and your faith and all your persecution and tribulation that you endure. This is why there's so much confusion about the Christ because we're trying to take Thessalonians and have Thessalonians to tell the body of Christ that the Lord is coming back for the church. You got, you got the wrong message for the wrong people. Thessalonians were Jews. Let, let, let me show you that before we go any further. Let's go back to the book of Acts chapter 17. I'm quite sure you probably read the book of Acts. Well, let's go back in 17, because this is where this is coming from. It doesn't give you the complete message that Paul preached in Acts 17, but he told you who he was preaching to. 
He just told you there, the church of God. But let's go back and see who the churches of God are. So when you read 1 Corinthians, it'll say the churches of God, chapter 1. Chapter 2, the churches of God. So you have to be very careful when you're reading the churches of God is the church Paul persecuted. Remember, you go back to Paul, Paul said, I persecuted the churches of God. The churches of God were Jews. All right, Acts 17, 1. Now, when they had passed through Amphilia, okay, and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. Thessalonica? Yeah, that's what I'm reading you over in the book of Thessalonians. Where was a synagogue of the Jews? See, Paul is, is, is giving us the message that he preached back here in Acts chapter number 17. You know, it doesn't mean that there was some Greek in the church, because there was, all right? But at the same time, they were dominant. That's why I said dominant, mostly Jewish believer. Or if they were Greeks, they had been converted, converted to Judaism. All right, now, let's go back to Thessalonians. So in Thessalonians, it's, it's really what I'm teaching, because why did the wrath of God come upon the children of Israel? He's going to tell us that. And, and, and verse number 6 says, we're in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 6. Seeing us a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And the you that are troubled rest with us, watch what he says, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Now here it is 2,000 years later. Remember, in A.D. 2030 will be exactly 2,000 years since Jesus died. And here it is 2,000 years later, and the church still don't know the word. That's why Paul talk, told us about rightly dividing the word of truth. You got the gospel of the kingdom, and then you have the gospel of Christ. The gospel of the kingdom was to the Jewish believer. The gospel of Christ was to all men. Dumb the Gentiles, but the gospel of Christ is the body of Christ, which in the body of Christ, you are neither Jew or Gentile, born or free. You are all one in Christ. All right? Now, watch what it says. In verse 8, when he came, he came with flame and fire, taking vengeance. Remember, vengeance. Vengeance is what I'm talking about, wrath. That's another word for wrath. Taking vengeance, who did he take vengeance on? Number one, them that know not God. Well, let's see who did not know God. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's back up one chapter. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 5 told us who did not believe, who did not believe in God. See, when a person does not believe in God, he's not saved. So that's why you had Jews and Gentiles. Gentile means they did not have a covenant with God. Jews mean they had a covenant with God. So the one that did not have a covenant with God didn't believe God. And those guys who had a covenant with God still didn't believe God. What an awesome thing. A lot of them anyway. They had been deceived. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and verse number 5 says, he says, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. So the people that did not know God were the Gentiles. The Gentiles. 1 Thessalonians 4, 5. You write that in your notes which know not God. No, they, did, they didn't know God. That's why I'm showing you that the people that, that did not know God was the people 
who died and they were dominant Gentiles. All right. That's why Paul told her. Let me show you one where Paul told her Ephesians 2.12. Watch what Paul is going to say here. See, this is where all of us was before we got saved. Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to start reading with verse 11. Now watch what Paul is going to tell us. We were Gentile. But watch what he's going to say to us. Wherefore, remember that in time past, being in time past Gentile, we were in time past Gentile. Remember, the word Gentile means you do not have a covenant with God. Okay? You were Gentiles in the, in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time, verse number 12, we were without Christ. Being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, we were strangers according to the covenant. We are strangers according to the promise of God. We having no hope. Here it is. And we were without God in the world. But now, yeah, we were without God in the world. We were Gentiles. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometime were far off are made nigh, watch this, by the blood of Christ. Now, that's not what people are telling you. People are telling you, you got water baptism is how you get saved. Listen, you're, gonna, you're deceived already if that's what you believe. Because you can't be saved by water baptism. And then some goes as far as to say, well, the blood is in the water. I mean, how far will you go to make your case? Because it's going to still be a lie. There's no blood in the water. All right. Christ poured out his blood. Go back and check it out. Christ poured out his blood 2,000 years ago. There's no blood in the water. All right. All right, now let's move on. We're going to go back to now Romans chapter 2 because we, we own a trail. We're showing you that the wrath of God came on Israel. First of all, they didn't believe in God. All right, so let's show you that. Let's go back to Romans chapter number 2. I know a lot of people take uh, Romans chapter 2 and try to make it something else, but no, it's, it's not that. It's talking about God gave Israel the law, but yet they didn't believe it. They didn't keep the law. So Romans chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore thou inexcusable, Paul is speaking to the Jews. O man, whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, you condemn it yourself. That thou that judges do the same thing. Then he said, But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to one word, and that's truth. That's why the judgment of God came. Because man do not obey or believe the truth. That's why the judgment of God came. See, once, the, once God preached the truth to Israel, we're going to see that today. Uh, He's going to preach the gospel of the kingdom to Israel. And you know what? They're not going to believe him. Just like we are doing today for 2,000 years in this ministry, we are preaching to people the gospel of Christ the gospel of grace, and you know what? They don't believe it. People still believe you can be confessed with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead, and you shall, listen, not you are saved, you shall be saved. So you're still not believing you're saved, but then the Bible told you, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved. 
Well, which one are you going to believe? You shall be saved, Romans 10, 8, 9, 10. Or you're going to believe Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9. By grace, you are saved. Matter of fact, you that NLT of good news will tell you you've been saved already. What does he mean? Because God saved man on the cross. When Christ died, buried, and raised again from the dead, he paid for our salvation on the cross. So we already been saved, but the gospel has to be preached so man can come and receive God's salvation. Is that what you're doing? Or you're believing a lie? Or you're believing in something you did? Don't let your soul go to hell to believe in a lie. All right? This is what happened to Israel. The wrath of God came on Israel because they would not present the truth. Once the truth was presented to them, they would not believe it. They went on believing in a lie, error, and their souls were damned. If that's what's going to happen to you, are you just going to turn from that religion tradition of men and believe the truth, the gospel, the cross? Every pastor pretty much has a cross on this church. Pretty much. But do they believe in the cross for salvation? No. They have a cross on the church until you're saved by water baptism. Just think about it. See, you got to understand, you were saved by that cross. Let's move on. Now, in Romans chapter number 2, we're going to move in verse number 4. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness. This is what Paul is telling them. You despising the riches of God's goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. That's what God asked all men to do before Christ came. Everybody. That's why John the Baptist was preaching to all Israel. John the Baptist was preaching to all Israel repentance. Now we got people preaching in churches repentance. 2,000 year old, they still preach it because they don't want to preach Christ. They want to preach what their denomination or their religious teaches them. That means you are an enemy of the cross of Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, now watch what he says. But after the hardness, we're in verse number 5. We're in Romans 2, 5. But after the hardness and impotent heart, treasure up to thyself wrath, against the day of wrath. Now that day of wrath was the end of the age of the Old Testament. The end of the age of the Old Testament. So they treasure up wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to every man according to his deeds. Now don't forget that. God render to every man according to his deeds. The word deeds were works. Now you hear people will tell you today, your works do follow you. You know, I was at a funeral, and this is the verse I heard. This, this is so sad, but this is the verse I, I heard a pastor use. You hear a lot of preachers using this verse today, but they don't know what it means. In Revelation chapter 14 and verse 13 is what you will hear them say. And I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Right, blessed are the dead which dieth in the Lord. Over a person that's believing in Christ, 
is what they'll read this verse for because they don't know. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest, watch this, from their labors and their works. Do follow them. Oh my God, that's a dangerous preacher. And their works, do follow them. If your works followed you, you in a lot of trouble. Because let me, let me show you something that Paul made sure he says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. It's the gift of God. Salvation is a free gift. And verse 9, he said this, Not of works. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Works has nothing to do with your salvation. Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for me. So how could I do works to be saved? There's nothing you can do to be saved but receive God's salvation. You can hear man of God, like myself today, minister to you the gospel of Christ, and you can receive it, and God will give you the Holy Spirit. Isn't that something? Now, you can do it God's way, or you can go ahead on doing it your religious way. That's what happened with Israel. Israel, Paul came and preached the good news to Israel. They went on and did it their way. It's all right. It's your salvation. All right, let's move on. Now, the Bible said that they obey not the Lord. So in Romans chapter number 2 is where we are. In Romans chapter number 2. These people did not obey God. They did not obey his word. See, once the word of God has been preached to you, now you have a choice. You can believe God or believe your denomination. You can believe God or believe the man that's ministering to you that don't know what he's talking about. The Bible said, let God be true and every man a liar. That's what the word says. So in Romans chapter 2, and verse 6, God says, when he came to Israel, he, go, he rendered to every man according to his deeds. Now hold your finger there. Look at Matthew 16, 20. Matthew chapter 16. Now this is what we taught last week. You should get this on your podcast. Matthew chapter 16 gave us these verses. In verse 26, Matthew 16, 26. Talked about when Jesus came back. What was supposed to happen? Matthew 16, 26 says, what is a man profited if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange of his soul? What can you give in exchange for your soul? I'm preaching to you the gospel of Christ because this is the only gospel that will save your soul. There's nothing else in this Bible that will save your soul but the gospel of Christ, which is a cross. The gospel of the kingdom won't save your soul. It'll tell you about prosperity and wealth and, and sow a seed and, and reap a harvest. It'll give you all that. But it won't save your soul. It'll tell you, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead. Then it's going to tell you, and you shall be saved. Because the message is not made for you to be saved. 
the message that Paul preached, the gospel of Christ, the cross of Christ, is a message for the saving of your soul. My job is to tell you the truth. All right, so, Paul, so here Jesus said, what is a man profited if he should gain the whole world? We are reading Matthew 16, 26. Was a man profited if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come. Now he's talking to Israel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was not to you. It was to the nation of Israel. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. And then, so we know the coming of Jesus. And then shall reward every man according to his works. He reward, when he came, he rewarded every man according to his works. You know, as a young pastor, I always used to hear pastors that I admired. You know, they have their hand in their pocket and they have the keys or they have some chain in their pocket. They shake their keys and say, yeah, uh, this person that died gone home to get their reward. Listen, when you hear this, there's only two rewards, and that is eternal death or eternal life. Now, you get eternal life once you receive Christ. Christ is God's eternal life. But if you don't receive God's eternal life, then you will receive eternal death or damnation. See, we've been taught we go to heaven, we get our reward, just like we're going to get some more things. We're going to get some more stuff. No, if you don't have Christ, you're going to receive eternal damnation to your soul. But if you have received Christ, you have received all things already. That's why you need, you, you need to read the Bible. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Be right back. I want to show you. Ephesians chapter 1. These are, these are things that I read a lot because, they, because it tells you the truth. So easy to understand. Ephesians 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, past tense, blessed us with all, not some, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. When God gave you Christ, he gave you everything he has. Even the Holy Spirit. Everything. Let me show you another one. You're in Romans. Let's go back to Romans chapter number 8. And verse 32. See, you got to understand, you got the Bible. It's an awesome thing for, for I see people that are college graduates, people who have masters and, 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 and DDD, all the big numbers, and yet they let somebody who don't know nothing about the word tell them about their salvation. You can read yourself. Let's read this. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. God put Christ on the cross for us all. He delivered him up for us all. He was the sacrifice and the high priest. What an awesome thing. He delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? See, when God gave you his son, he gave you 
all things. That's why Ephesians 1 and 3 is so, so powerful and Romans 8.32. Showing you God gave you everything when he gave you Christ. While you're there, let me show you one more in Ephesians chapter 1. When you believe the gospel of Christ, God gave you the Holy Spirit. And yet people are telling you, you got to tarry for the Holy Spirit. Listen, people started out in ignorance. But man, let's not remain in ignorance. Whole lot of people started out in ignorance. But let's not remain in ignorance. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 13 says, in whom, talking about in Christ, you also trusted. Well, I'm reading Ephesians 1, 13, if you keep it notes. In whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth. Not the gospel of the kingdom. Not the law. Not my denomination of my religion. No. You have to hear the word of truth. And the word of truth, watch this, is the gospel of our salvation. It's the good news of our salvation. In whom, after you believe the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, after you believe, you were sealed. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, unto the redemption of the personal possession, unto the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit came inside of me and sealed my soul. The Holy Ghost seals my soul with his precious spirit and his precious blood. His life. See, so that's why when you read Romans, uh, look at Romans chapter number 8. Just give me a little sojourn here. We're going to get back on time. Romans chapter number 8 says, there's therefore, verse 1, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not the flesh but out the spirit. Then he told you something in verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Listen, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Now, sin and death were found in our old members, in our nature, in our old nature of our old man, Adam. But Christ came inside of me and sealed, sealed my soul with the Holy Spirit. So my soul will never be contaminated again. So when my fleshly body dies, then God takes me. Let me show you that while you're there. Let's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Because you got people telling you that God's going to put you in the, in the ground. Then he's going to come back and get you out the ground. Then he's going to take us all up, clean off the ground, and put us back on the earth. You'll believe in a lot of a lot of mess. It had nothing to do with your salvation. You can, you can read 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We know that if our earthly house is tabernacle, will dissolve. If this house out here is dissolved, a kind word is rot. Just to be nice. If our earthly house is tabernacle, dissolved, here's the good news. We have. Listen. We have, listen, think about it this way. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a father. You know, I got daughters and sons and grandchildren. Now, if I'm going to move into another house, 
I wouldn't sell my house, get rid of my house, if I didn't already have another house to move into. Now, that's not how you run business, right? If I'm going to move into another house, that means I've already have made preparation and have another house. So once I move out of my natural house, I just move into my new home. Now, here's people knowing they're going to die, and yet they have nowhere to move. That's how a lot of people run their natural life. They natural life is the same way. They never make preparation. See, you least you should make preparation spiritually. Watch this. So Paul said, if we know, we in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved, we have. A building of God. We have a building. Now, God only made two buildings, and that's Adam and Christ. So either you are in Adam or you are in Christ. There's only two buildings. God only made two buildings. He made a natural building, Adam. That's this here. And then he made a spiritual building, Christ, that's in me. So my soul is in the spiritual building now. So if my earthly house is dissolved, I have. I'm not, I'm not trying to get. I have another building. What, do you have another building? Are you still procrastinating? Watch what it says. For we know that if our earthly house is tabernacle is dissolved, we have another building. Well, where is it? It's better be in you. Another house not made with hands. But this is what messed up a lot of folk, eternal in the heavens. They don't realize once Christ came inside of us, he has caused our new heart to become the heavens. That's why Christ dwells in heaven. That's who your new house is. No, you're not that you are the temple of God. You are the body of Christ. God lives in you. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. See, you got to understand that. All right, now let's move on, because that's not my subject. But I'm showing you something in Matthew 16, 27. Then I'm going to get back to my message. we got about 15 minutes to go. Matthew chapter number 16, verse 27 says, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his holy angels, and then shall he reward every man according to his works. Now, you know that can't be you. I'm just giving you all these things to show you this is Israel. This is not you. When Jesus Christ returned 2,000 years ago, he rewarded every man according to his works. That's why if you go back and read Matthew, Gospel, uh, the ten virgins, you'll see the ten virgins, you'll see they didn't have an oil. Jesus gave all kinds of parables. He talked about the sheep and the goats. He would not talk about you. You're not sheep and goats. See, he's talked about Israel. They the only one will call these words in the old covenant. All right, now, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 28 says, Verily I say to you, there shall be some standing here. Wait a minute. Jesus is ministering, then he said, there shall be some standing here. Well, you know he's not talking about down here. So it had to be 2,000 years ago where he preached this message. There'll be some standing here. 
which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Wow. Can't be you, right? See, those people was alive when Jesus returned. All right, the Bible said, even the man that, even the, the soldier that pierced him. All right, now let's move on because I want to show you. Let's go to Romans chapter number two again. I need to finish that now. In Romans chapter number two, because that's going to take me to my new part of my message. So in Romans chapter number two, told you what they got. In verse number eight, verse number seven, I'm sorry. He rendered every man according to his deeds in verse 6. To them who by patience and confidence and well-doing seek for glory and honor, watch this, and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, them that don't want the word, them that don't want God. You know, I know a lot, I hear a lot of people say, well, man, I like, I want God. I don't go to church, you know. I don't go to church, but, you know, I want God. Well, pastor, you know, don't mean everybody got to go to church to show they want God. You know? Now, here's this same person on drugs, living a life that's not satisfying to the Lord. You don't see them in their word. They don't study the word. Don't go to church. Everything you can see is to show people that they are not a believer. And yet they'll say, oh, I'm a believer just like you are. You know what I say to people like that? We'll see. Because the day going to declare it. If you are saved, the day will declare. If you're lying, the day going to declare it. It's your salvation. You know, I used to hear a song, it's your thing, do what you want to do. That's up to you. My job is to give you the information you need to save your soul. You can play games, sit around the house, never in God's word, never go to church, never give nothing to God, never do nothing for God, but you just as saved as anybody else. God bless you. You have a blessed day. Let me keep my message going, okay? All right. Now, in Romans chapter number two, once again, it says, But unto them that are contentious, verse eight, and do not obey the truth, but they obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation. This is, this is their reward. They don't, obey, they don't obey the word. They obey unrighteousness, indignation, wrath, tribulation, anguish. Unto every soul, a man that doeth evil, the Jew first and also to the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace be to every man that worketh good, Jew first also to the Gentile. Then it says in verse 11, 11, they had no respect of person with God. So it's not like, well, you know, God going to, you know, no, no, no. If you do good, live a life as a Christian, be a believer, trust in God worth your salvation, whoever means his death, bed, and resurrection, and then live the life. See, it's one thing to open your mouth and say, yeah, I'm a believer. I trust Christ in my death for my, for my salvation. I believe in his death, bed, and resurrection. That's one thing. 
But if it's true, you'll live the life. If it's true, you'll live the life. Okay, let's move on. Now, I want to I go to Romans 1.18, because that's what I want to show you. While I'm right there, I want to back up to Romans chapter 1. I hope you're enjoying this word, because I'm showing you why the wrath of God came upon, upon Israel. Romans 1.18 told you why. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. People who say they are believers and they're liars. People who say, I'm a believer. I go to church, I live for God, and they're liars. See, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. They suppress the truth. They suppress the truth. They're the one that causing people not to believe the truth. You know, it's something when you got people who tell people they're Christians and they live a life worse than an unbeliever. See, you're suppressing the truth. You're saying you're a believer, but you're living a lie. The wrath of God comes for that reason, for people who will not obey the truth. Okay, now let's move on, show you another. Look at Romans chapter 4. Why did the wrath of God come to them, Pastor? Romans chapter 4 and verse 15 told us why. Romans chapter 4 and verse 15. Because the law worketh wrath. Now this is an awesome thing if you don't understand the law. The law worketh wrath. But look at the next part of that verse. Well, there's no law, there's no transgression. So Romans chapter 4 and verse 15 said the, the law worketh wrath. See, that's why it had to happen under their dispensation. Because first of all, you did not have the law. The law worketh wrath. Romans 4, 15 says, out of the NLT, for the law always brings punishment. The law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. Now, why did he say try to obey it? Because nobody can keep the law. If you break one part of the law, you're guilty of the whole law. So that's why he was talking about that. So the Bible said in Romans chapter 4 and verse 15, once again, because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there's no transgression. See, if I don't have any stop signs on my street, nobody get a ticket. But there are stop signs. So uh, my job is to let you know. Because when I see the officers sitting out there in the parking lot, they waiting on you to shoot through here and run that stop sign. Before they can give you a ticket. Now, there was no stop sign. You can pass right on through. No problem. Speed limit. You know, I got to say this because uh, thank God now it happened. We're talking about 40 years ago when I first met my wife. My wife and I have been married, bless her heart, for 50 years now. And that was one time we went to Canada when our children was little because we wanted to take them over to Canada. And in Canada, it doesn't say miles per hour like in America. In America, they tell you 70 miles, 70 miles per hour in Michigan. 
So when I went over in Canada, I looked at the signs, and they had down there 80 kilometers, 80. And I said, you know what, man, they let you 80 over here, man. I told my wife, well, it won't be long, we'll be there. We can drive 80 over here. I'm not knowing that I'm 30 miles an hour over the limit, flying. See, that's what happened when people don't know the word. But where there's no law, there's no transgression. A, 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 a police officer cannot give you a ticket if there's no stop sign. See, a stop sign told you to stop. Now, if you didn't stop, he can give you a ticket because you just broke the law. But we didn't have a law. We was under the law of liberty, the law of God. Otherwise, conscious. Okay, but let's move on because I, I, I'm showing you something. Let's move on now to 2 Thessalonians. I want to I take you to, let's go to the book of Acts. Let's go to the book of Acts first. Let's go back to the book of Acts, chapter 13. Because this is where I left off with. Acts chapter 13. I'm going to show you that Israel did not receive the word. So in Acts chapter 13, verse 26. Acts 13, 26. Paul says, I'm sorry, Pete, Paul is preaching. He says, men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, whosoever among you that fears God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. See, God has sent the gospel of Christ not the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the kingdom to the Jewish believer. You think they're going to accept it? No. Watch what happened. He preached to them in Acts chapter number 13, verse 26. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, whosoever among you that fear God, to you. See, the Jews were not of the stock of Abraham yet, so you know he wasn't talking to Gentiles. To you is the word of his salvation sent. Now, let's look at, pick this same thing up over in verse 38. We're going to read that down to verse 48. If I don't get enough time, we'll pick it up. Verse 38 says, Be it known to you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Then it said this, Beware, lest that come upon you, which is spoken by the prophets. Behold, I, you despise us. You wonder. You perish. You see, look, behold, you, want, you despise us. You wonder, and you're going to perish. I will work a work in your day, a work which you shall in no wise believe, though a man declare to you. And that's what I'm doing. I'm declaring to you, by grace are you saved. Through faith, not of yourself, it's going to be the gift of God. God has given you the gift of salvation. You don't have to do anything but just receive it. And verse number 42 says, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, there it is. When the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, now the Gentiles besought that the word might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the congregation was broken up, men of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue, watch this, in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost a whole city, Gentiles. Came the, now, remember, the, Gen, the Jews rejected the word. But the Gentiles is going to say, can you preach this to us next year? 
I mean, uh, uh, the next day, the next week, the next Sabbath day came almost in verse 44, the whole city to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitude, they were filled with envy, spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, see, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should have first been have spoken to you, but seeing you put it from you, you judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. They rejected God's word. They rejected eternal life. Is that what you're doing? Rejecting God's word? You rejected eternal life. Verse 47, 48 says, and we're done. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were deigned to eternal life, believed. That's all they did. Believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the regions round about. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Every head bowed. The Bible told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through verse 4, that you could be saved right where you are right now. But you have to believe the gospel. Some of you never heard the gospel. You heard the gospel preached today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1 told us, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach, Paul says, unto you, that you also have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Paul, what did you preach? Paul said in verse 3, I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. Well, how did he die? He was crucified. He died on the cross for our sins, according to the scripture. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scripture. So if you can believe God's word, but you heard today that Christ died for our sins, he was buried, and God raised him again from the dead, now you receive eternal life. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.